Dallasan going with Fierce Impact. Fierce Impact just in front. Russian Camelot still coming, but Fierce Impact's holding on. Fierce Impact won it. Russian Camelot second, photo third. We've got Sosi Bond, Dallasan. Hello, punters, and welcome to the first episode of the Good Form podcast. That was, of course, Fierce Impact, who won last year's Maccabi Diva Stakes. And I am excited for this week's, or this uh, year's version of the Maccabi Diva Stakes at Flemington on Saturday. My name is Rob Hall. I'm joined here by my good friend, Tim Chapman. Tim, how are you feeling this Thursday evening? Very well, thank you, Rob. Uh, looking forward to a great day on the punt on Saturday. It looks like it's going to be beautiful conditions, uh, which we would be able to be on track there. But uh, a nice spot on the couch with the beer in hand might might be uh, a good second. Yeah, it'll it'll suffice anyway. So, Tim, talk us through expected track conditions and where the rail is going to be racing on Saturday. Yeah, look, at the moment we're looking at a good four. I don't see that really changing too much. Um, might even get to a good three, depending on what the watering situation is. But I don't see it being downgraded at all. There's not a lot of rain forecast between now and then, not enough to make a difference. The rail is in true entire circuit. And we're looking at a day of um, 20, 23 degrees on, on Saturday. Awesome work. Well, let's get straight into it. The first race is at 12.30. It's the Tab Longwamy Play Quality over the 2,500 metres. And Pondus is your favourite currently. It's been a little bit easy, 290. Turretin is 360. Kulf is $5. And Kilkani is $8. Best of the rest. One more try at 850. Tim, talk us through where you expect them to settle in this 2,500 metre contest. Yeah, look, uh, the speed map here, Turretin looks our obvious leader um, quite comfortably here. You should lead and control the race. I'm not sure really what sort of pace it goes at either, but um, there's not a lot of pace in the race, to be honest. It's kind of Hopefully quicker than last whoever time. Wants to, whoever wants to take it up, yeah. Um, you got King's Full, Serenade the Stars, pushing forward from wide barriers. Kalorni, one more try, probably going back. You've got this, a lot of the in speed on the inside, Lunar Flare and Pondus. Kulth from Barrier 4. Like, Kulth's um, definitely going to go back. Might sit more handy. Um, Pondus, bit of unknown there. Could also sit handy. It's a small field, so I think the speed map doesn't really matter as much 2,500 with a small field. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it's more, more important, uh, I think, will be the pace that they go at because a couple of weeks ago, that race that Turin and won Race one in the Caulfield card, it was a crawl to about the 800 metres. Let's have a look at a couple of these. Pondus, this is an interesting horse, back in Australia after its second in the Queen Elizabeth last spring. Its last start was a second in the Carra Cup on the 27th of June. Comes here with a uh, with about 90 or so days off since then, maybe 60 or so days, somewhere along that. What do you think of its chances on Saturday? Yeah, uh, it's look, no doubt it's the best horse in the race. Um, whether or not it's showing up first up is a big question. A lot of these Lloyd Williams horses recently have been coming uh, here and they haven't really been showing up at their first start. Um, you look back last week, Dawn Patrol smashed late by the late support and yeah. didn't, didn't show up at all. 
jockey gets off and says looking for further. Yeah. Here is that this runner comes at a distance that it's probably is, is acceptable. Yeah. Um, probably stills looking for for more around the Melbourne Cup distance. It's on a Melbourne Cup campaign. How wound up is it first up? I don't know. I wouldn't be diving into the odds that it is at the moment. Um, this is this is a, a a difficult betting race around the fact that it's carrying sixty kilos, the rest are carrying fifty four, and we don't know how full it is. Yeah, no, I agree with your thoughts there, which is why Turden, who's three sixty currently on fixed market betting, could be a uh, a horse that could um. Yeah, perhaps spoil the, the Team Williams party here. The last start win wasn't as impressive on the clock as you perhaps would have hoped, but the start before that, its second that day at Flemington to Hosier was um was a really nice run, I thought, even though it was benchmark 78. And if you were going to, and if I was going to play in this race, I don't think it's the worst chance at all. But I'd probably be looking for around $4. Yeah, that, that race... At Flemington that you mentioned, yes, it was a benchmark 78, but those two were about five lengths ahead of the rest of the field. So they, they certainly didn't run benchmark 78 type form. No. Uh, another runner that here that we definitely need to take into account is Kulf. Yep. Uh, it's, look, it's been showing a lot of potential. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, gi- I'll give you a... Um, yeah. I was just going to say, but I'll give you a bit of... um my black book comment from about 18 months ago where I've stamped it as having massive potential over distance. That's how long it's been showing potential for him. Yeah. We're trying to get out to a distance now that I think it will relish. Mm. The other thing I look at, I look at it and I go, okay, look, it's about its last two starts at Mooney Valley. It's, it's not a Mooney Valley horse. No. It finally gets no, no. out to a distance now that it will appreciate. Um, I think that its its blinkers are on. It's declared blinkers. It's worked in blinkers. Um, it's it's coming here out another 500 metres from last start. I think that it is uh, a decent bet there at the current odds of $5. Um, yeah. If you are going to have a play in the race, I'll probably be having a go at Kulf. Um, but... Hondas is definitely a big danger. You, you'll be banking on the fact that it's not here ready to win if you do back anything else but Pondus. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, also liking bit goes on with Coulth as well, just as a, a gear change from last Saturday. Um, I'm a bit like you. I'm not overly keen to play in this race. Um, but if I do, I think it'll be... I'll be, yeah, with Turidan and perhaps a small little saver on Coulth as well. Yeah, I don't see many of the, any of the others coming to the show. All right. Well, we might move on to the next race, which is the Exford Plate, listed race over the 1,400 metres. And Artorius is your heavily supported favourite after its last start second at Caulfield. It's $1.80. Lightsaber is $7. Halal, who was a little bit disappointing first up, it must be said. He's also $7, and he's exceptional. $13 is the best of the rest. Tim, where do you see them settling in this race? Um, again, an interesting one for pace. I guess we don't – there's no real definite leader here again. I think you'll probably see um, 
flushing tycoon lightsaber possibly kick across from the outside stalls. Um, Villainer and Golden Monkey in behind those. He's exceptional. Probably a rails run in there from Barrier 1 just behind those. Mr. Mozart. I think a couple of your other good chances will be out the back there. Artorias, Daily Bugle and Hilal. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the only knock I can see on this race is the fact that Artorias will be back um, and there's not a lot of speed. Yeah. That, that is the only concern. Otherwise, yeah. I think this horse is an absolute moral. Gets in really well at the set weights and penalty. It's a group one winner. It's going to be able to show that explosiveness here at Flemington with a lot of time to wind up down the straight that we saw it did last start without quite getting there. Um, look, the data out of that race suggested that it probably should have won by even more than that. Or mm. did win, but should have definitely won. Um, because it did have a bit of a, a slowdown there and didn't quite get out in time and balance up correctly. Once it mm -hmm. got balanced up, it just flew. Uh, out yeah. to 1,400 definitely suits. You've got tick, tick, tick. Only thing is its racing pattern is against it. Um, I do think that you'll probably see this horse start around in the red, around um, a dollar, a dollar seventy-five maybe even. Um, yeah. What other? What do you think about Artorias, Rob? And and what other chances do you think are uh, are a possible chance here? Yeah, absolutely. I've got Artorias on top. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's currently a dollar eighty. So I think on the day, hard to know what's going to happen. I'd say I don't think you'll get better than two dollars. That's for sure. Uh, just note that it's second up in its first campaign. It was over thirteen hundred meters, and it won by four and a half lengths that day to El Rocco. Um, running home in some pretty good sectional time. So I think second up is no um, no concern from that race. And, you know, I'm pretty keen to play on it, must be said. Um, the other one that's in the market, Lightsaber. I mentioned this, or I, I know that I mentioned to you last start, I think this horse is looking for a little bit longer. It gets to 1,400 now. Um, for mine, it's probably what well, it is. It's the clear second pick after... What it was able to do just on the uh, the inferior ground, perhaps their core field that day um, in that race with Artorias when it, of course, came speeding down the outside. And I think that if you were going to perhaps play a same race multi in this, you were looking for some bigger odds that it would be definitely a top three chance that you might like to include in that. Yeah, two dollars the place is, I think it's generous. I I think I'll be I'll be pretty surprised if Lightsaber doesn't finish in the place. I think this horse is ready to really hit a, hit a PB at its at this start. Um, it's definitely going to enjoy the distance up. It's going to enjoy the fact that it might actually have an opportunity here to control the race, uh, which could really work against Artorias if uh, Lukey Nolan on the back there goes at a pace that's a bit hard for Artorias to come on from. Uh, yeah, I, I look, I definitely agree with that. I think it is is one for your same race multis. Another one there that I think is definitely overs at $26. Had, had really good sectionals last start. Will be probably, I don't think it can win, but it'll be coming along. It'll be coming home behind Artorias as Daily Bugle, depending on where it mm. settles. 
Mm-hmm. This horse really, really um, flew home last start. So I think that's one at uh, four dollars sixty the place as well that I'd be I'd be looking at. What are you any uh, chances you, you want to touch on there, Rob? Oh, look, um, horse that definitely brings different form lines is the four to Tatuka. Uh, um, so this horse coming down from uh, campaign in Queensland. I think previously it was a New Zealand horse. Um, the Tavistock. Um, we know that obviously Tavistocks have have uh, have been doing some good things in Victorian racing for a long time now. I just think that yeah, it's a uh, it brings different form lines. Fourteen hundred meters um, off the off the break from that Queensland Carnival could be the horse that I perhaps would be looking to include in multiples as well. I think it's an interesting runner, really. That one it is nom for a Derby. That's the way it's heading is Derby. Uh, first up, fourteen hundred. Screams, mm. oh, it's definitely going for more distance. Blinkers are on, um, which is interesting for a first up run. I'm expecting this horse to sort of be running on at the end. I, I don't think I could have it in my top four. Um, yeah. A horse that I do think deserves a mention as a horse also on the rise, but not quite at its best yet, is, is Milliner. Mm. This horse has some really, really strong race it just dug in deep last start against front man who today went out and won comfortably at cranbourne oh, mornington sorry uh listening to james cummings talking about villainer he said this horse is still a little bit immature he mm. said it's going it's definitely got a lot of scope uh they think it's quite a handy type but uh at best this prep they think maybe a Sandown guineas type yeah horse uh and will be looking to hit its best more so in the autumn mm-hmm. but he also said that like he's kind of not sure how good it is he he definitely thinks that it's it's a it's a it's a quality out horse but um not quite up to this level just yet yeah absolutely well yeah i think we're both in agreement here we're going to be taking artorius um yeah one out to start with, and then perhaps we might look at a, uh, well, I might look at anyway, a, a bit of a same race multi, a couple of those other horses that we've discussed. Yeah, yeah, Artorius on top for me. Uh, lightsaber, if you're going to hedge your bets on him. Absolutely. All right, so we move on now to race three, which is also a listed race over the 1,100 metres, the Posidon Stakes, and... Ingratiating is your favourite in this one. Dollar ninety-five finance tycoon off its six-month layoff is three forty. Jigsaw is seven dollars. Shakira, it's dual nominated here and in Sydney is twelve dollars. And the best of the rest is Dayu at fifteen dollars. Tim, where do you see them settling in these contest over the eleven hundred? Yeah, I think Jigsaw looks your obvious leader here. It'll go. Straightforward. Finance Tycoon will also settle forward. Um, obviously, being down the straight here, they're they're going to be the two that are going to be on pace at the at the at the straight. Um, yeah. Others are kind of going to settle in behind them, maybe a bit wide. The ones that you want to look at at the back, I'd say ingratiating will be at the back as well, and and um, that's about it. The rest will probably settle in a bit of a bundle. They shouldn't yeah. split it all. There's only eight runners. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Small field. Small field, you think that they'll probably come down the middle. 
at least for that first part of the race. Um, all right, first runner to look at, well, obviously the, the one well in the market here, ingratiating. Um, really impressive last start, but it's a pretty big but. The form out of this race has not been impressive at all. So um, that race, where we're going back about four weeks ago now at Caulfield, um, sort of thought that, that horses like General Bow might go on and win its next start if it was placed in the right race, but hasn't been able to do it. That being said, it's clearly the, uh, well, it's clearly the, the, uh, the horse best credentialed in this race. Um, what are your thoughts on ingratiating, Tim? Yeah, ingratiating is on top for me. Uh, I actually look at this race as a two-horse race, ingratiating finance yeah. tycoon. Um, they're pretty evenly matched. They've both got one and one against each other there. So Finest Tycoon has beaten Ingratiating before. Uh, Ingratiating has won down the straight before as well. But the way I see Ingratiating, look, he did nothing wrong first up. So whether or not the form hasn't been great out of that race, uh, he still won it and won it. Looked like he had something in hand. Hmm. Uh, it. it he comes here now. The stable has a very high opinion of him. This stable, the, the big blue giant, um, it, <laughs> it's got a lot of good horses and it's still pegged as their best Coolmore chance at the moment. Um, you look at horses like Pulele and, and that, and this horse is still their Coolmore horse, mm. which, is a, which is down the straight here. Uh, really? I think the only thing that might get ingratiating beaten in this is if he's, if he, can't quite catch Finance Tycoon. He's going to be up on pace. Um, speaking of Finance Tycoon, recently changed over to the stable there with O'Brien. Mm. Um, from all reports, he's come back quite well. He's impressed in a couple of recent jump outs. And he's also targeting the Cornwall as the grand final. It's definitely, to me, it's a, it's a match race. I wouldn't be worrying about anything else at all. All right. Yeah, well, I think Finance Tycoon um, running a few big races already for a newly uh, for a three-year-old. So the uh, Magic Millions up on the Gold Coast, which it ran six to Shakira that day. And then the Voba Showdown, which was its last start, where it really did pull away from the field that day and, and won very, very impressively indeed. Um, I agree with you. I think as a result of it really being a two-horse race that if you like ingratiating, wait till they jump. I think you'll get a bit of a better price as these two come together. And I yeah. think that's when I will um, when I will be jumping on ingratiating. I think um, it's got fitness on side. Um, Shakira, I think, will run in Sydney. Um, yeah, I think could be a uh, a bit of a good start to the day for punters. All right, yeah, well, that's it. That's it. I, I definitely, you're right about it being it um, with the market. As you said, when they come together at the market, that's the one you want to play late. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's time now for our first quick segment on the show. This is called Tim's Midweeker of the Week. For those of you listening to us, uh, obviously for the first time, Tim is a avid punter. He follows them far and wide. Doesn't matter if it's a Menangatang maiden or a group one at Flemington. He has his eyes on all the races and his fingers on the pulse. 
Tim, have you found one this week that you can perhaps steer the punters into moving forward? Yeah, I have, Rob. Uh, this one, uh, this particular runner comes out of uh, Wednesday Sandown meet. Been creeping along, going up in distance gradually. Barbed Raider, if you haven't already got it on your radar yet, put it on your radar. Uh, if you're someone that only watches the, the weekend meets, you might not have seen this horse yet, but it's definitely been got its fans and going around a lot in the midweekers. Uh, started to get out to a bit of a distance on Wednesday there. Really, really strong to the line. Uh, is a big Oaks fancy. So I'd be um, following this when it comes to town in any sort of three old Philly Oaks trial runs. All right. Well, there you go. Punners, one for the... One for the black book, for sure. I'm going to be adding it in as we speak. All right. Well, our next race to look at on the Flemington program is the listed Captain Teves for the three-year-old sprinters down the straight. And Crystal Bound is your pretty rock-solid favourite here. It's had some support this weekend from 3.50 into 3.20. Dosh, he's undefeated, or she's undefeated, I should say. He's 4.60. Serenies is uh, it's 550, uh, yeah, 550 out to 650, back into 550. Pretty Woman, she's had a bit of support into 950, and the best of the rest is all about Eve at $12. Tim, where do you see them settling coming down the straights? Uh, yeah, in this particular race, again, a straight race, so it's hard to know where they're actually going to settle, but there is looking like there's, and especially with these early three-year-olds, some of them only having their third sort of starts. Dosh, Crystal Bound, I expect to go forward and glistening. Um, pretty Woman, Frost Flowers, Australia, Flying Evelyn, Picarones, Tycoon Hummer, all about even Serides at the back. Um, that's the way they've kind of been settling in their first couple of starts. But being three-year-old fillies, they could completely change that up this start. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I suppose a bit of an indication the race before where they – where they might come down on the track and figure field this race. So yeah, you might see a, a bit of a split, I suppose. Well, the first horse I'm keen to talk about is Crystal Bound. So this is a uh, pretty impressive filly, it must be said, in terms of what it's done in its first two starts. I think we'll all remember its first start at Mooney Valley uh, one night where it absolutely blew the field away in a very, very sharply run 1,000 metres. It then went up to Sydney about a month later and was pretty competitive in a good race up there. It is back now. And Tim, you've uh, been listening to some trainer supports and their reports and they've been pretty keen about this horse, haven't they? I have. Um, not just that. I uh, just, I've been talking this horse up for a long time. Um, been declaring it as the best three-year-old filly and sprinter in the land. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see it come back here. The only query for me is the fact that it's down the straight. Um, I think if this was around the bend, I'd be, I'd be declaring it a moral. I mm. think it's close to a moral, um, and mm. definitely ovals at three fifty. Uh, yep. I probably market it closer to two dollars fifty on my market. Um, I. Yeah, I'm really excited about this horse. Its form just keeps stacking up everywhere. Uh, it had that big win, very first start, beating He's Exceptional, who we know came out and won the group race with the boys the other week. Mm. Um, and then um, 
Jamea as well won nicely last start also, who was the horse that beat it up in that Sydney race, which from reports from the trainers, it wasn't feeling 100% that day. Crystal Bound didn't travel up there very well, and they probably um, have said that it wasn't the best move to take it up there. Mm-hmm. They've they've gone on record saying that they believe it's their best three-year-old in the stable. This is the Ma Eustace stable, and you know the power mm-hmm. they hold. So to say that it's the best horse in this three-year-old filly in their stable is very exciting. Absolutely. Um, other chances? What do you see other chances here, Rob? What do you think about Cerades? Cerades? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that run, its last start back in March, Morpet Hill, was a um, was very impressive, obviously, blowing away the field. It should be noted that the second horse in that race, Roxy Blue, it then came out its next start and lost uh, by around 20 lengths combined. So you have to question maybe what it beat that day. But to the eye, it was very impressive. And they went in terms of time overall, just over a minute for the 10.50 there that day. So pretty sharp time coming home 33.78. So look, I'm interested because this is a market Levi Kavanaugh horse. They don't have a whole lot of stock. Um, especially compared to perhaps what they did uh, or what Mark had about, or Levi, no, Mark, sorry, about 15 years ago, Mark Kavanagh. So, yeah, interesting runner. Um, I'm keen to see how it goes, but, yeah, probably, um, yeah, won't be getting any of my hard-earned on Saturday. Um, Another interesting runner to assess, um, and we'll probably come back to perhaps Dosh in a moment, but Tycoon Hummer, when this horse had its first start out at Flemington, I thought it was really impressive going back to February. It's since, uh, after that, lost its way a little bit and seems to have lost its way uh, coming back this campaign. But I'm, yeah, I'm being a capitalist. I'm optimistic that this horse could potentially improve, um, especially maybe down the straight. Um, yeah, we'll see. And it comes from a, a camp in, in the John McArdle camp where if they like it, they will back it. It will be into single figures. So might watch and see what the market says about that horse. Yeah. I Look, Rob, um, I was a horse I wanted to touch on as well. Tycoon Hummer should yeah. be mentioned as well that Gia trialed really nicely. Mm. Uh, last week there, came out, led, um, bolted in in a trial very, very impressively. Now, McArdle has also mentioned in a recent interview that he's letting this horse find its fitness. So mm. I wouldn't read too much into those first couple of runs. He's yeah. admitted it wasn't fit. Finally gets to a track that it's going to enjoy. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely overs. What was it? Maybe around $14 when it opened up. Um, yeah, I'd, 14 if, to if, 30, if it's yeah. still sitting around those odds on, on race day, I'd definitely be putting a little bit each way on that as a saver. Um, in saying that, though, uh, definitely Crystal Bound is the way that I'll be um, steering my cash into for sure. Yeah, and just before we move on to the next race, um, Dosh, interesting runner, hasn't run since Australia Day this year, um, where it's just, it's had two races over the 1,000 metres and won them won them both, you know, less than a length both starts. For mine, it is very much uh, under the odds in terms of where I would like to assess that horse's price. Um, what are your thoughts just quickly on Dosh? Yeah, I agree. Uh, looks unders for me. I did see a little, big, fair bit of heavy market support. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing market, to know. Yeah. Came out. 
Um, so yeah. there's definitely definitely got its fans out there. It's a couple of races have rated okay. Uh, the stable has quite an opinion of it. I know there's some um, professionals out there that have had a look at this horse and they think that it hasn't come on a lot from its three-year-old years, from its mm. two-year-old years into three. So that's that's interesting to take note as well. A few of those yard analysts have mentioned that. Uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll I'll be just uh, watching that one go around. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just one other one to mention, if you are playing first fours and multiples, would be Pickerones. Um, mm-hmm. James Cummings has said that he expects this horse to improve quite a bit. Um, mm. I notice it's sitting around the twenty dollar mark right now. Yeah, if you're playing first fours or anything like that, that is that that is a good boost for value there. All right. Well, I think we're both in agreement here with wanting to back the Kieran Ma David Usus Philly Crystal Bound down the straight. Three twenty seems like an appealing price, especially when they've got hold it in such high regards. All right. Well, we might move on to race five as I get it up on my screen. It is the Sofitel uh, handicap for the, of the listed race, I should say, for the four-year-olds and up uh, over the 1,400 metres. And the one horse that absolutely dominates uh, market support, or dominates the market in this race, I should say, is Anton. Unsurprisingly, it is $1.80 into $1.65. Now it's even coming a little bit more since I last looked at the prices. Cherry Tour Tony is at 8.50. Regards Marie, 8.50. And the last one that I'll read the odds for is Crosshaven, who's been uh, supported into $10 from $11 when markets opened. But Tim, uh, Ayrton here is clearly the uh, horse that is going to absolutely dominate the market in this one. And you'd have to say that it's a, it seems like that it's a, yeah, it is the one to absolutely beat yeah, couldn't agree more, Rob. Uh, I think even at those odds, it's dollar sixty-five at the moment showing up on Thursday night here on the big blue and gold giant. Their sports bet, dollar um, mm. sixty-five. I mean, and I, I, I probably market myself around a dollar forty, uh, and I think it'll probably jump around a dollar forty. So if you want to bet in the race, mm. it's only it's only going to firm even more. This horse could possibly be. The second best horse in the country, Tazaki, uh, <laughs> and it looks untapped. Um, and it's in a and it's in a in a handicap. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think yeah. when you see Cherry Tortoni is the uh, eight dollar fifty second favourite, and you know this horse is kicking off and and has some bigger goals in in the spring over over a bigger distance, perhaps you'd um, yeah, you'd have to think that a dollar sixty five is money for jam really on this on this on this horse. Yeah, yeah, Cherry Tortoni. Look, nothing to sneeze at either. Um, yeah. Fourth in Alistair Clark, uh, won the Adelaide Guineas, second in the Australian Guineas, and and you're still uh, not even close to fate. Like you're a eight fifty second favourite, I believe. Yeah. So it just shows yeah. how good Ayrton and is, and how the market think Ayrton will run. Mm. Um, I don't think we need to spend much more time on the race, Rob. I think Ayrton just goes around and wins. Any others at odds that you could maybe steer punters into for multiples or maybe same race multis? Uh, look, I think McGrath's Marie's ready to, to run a PB. I yep. think um, Crosshaven is also quite a quite a handy, handy horse. Does get out to a little bit more suitable distance. 
but is carrying a bit more weight there. Harborview yep. is is really interesting. I was going to quickly ran, mention that horse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did run fourth in. Um, oh, I can't remember what the race was now. Correct me, Rob. I know it ran third in the uh, Fiam last spring and then went on to run fourth i think in the caulfield stakes yeah it would have uh, been the caulfield Arcadia, stakes yeah. Rush and Camelot. so yep, it's actually right. look it's a it's a really top quality horse i think mm. just up 1400 is the knock there yeah absolutely I, i'm keen to see how it comes back and then the one that's just after it in the market way way um yeah this is this is a horse that it's interesting really runner when you consider that when it first came onto the scene, it was, you know, running over those shorter distances. And I look back through its form um, when it uh, it won the, the Voba Showdown in 2020 over the, um, about the 1,200 metres. It then has started to get out to a bit of a trip. Um, so second in the Vars last year. Well, in the autumn, went up and competed in the AC, you know, ATC Derby. Um, ran all right that day. Fifth to Explosive Jack, just uh, two and a half lengths off. Um, I just think a bit overs, to be honest. If you were thinking of throwing something into your multiples, it can't win, of course. It can't beat the favourite. But, um, yeah, a horse that I'm keen to see how it might come back. All right. Thanks, Rob. Sounds good. Well, we'll move on now to the sixth race on the program, which is the Furfies Let's Elope Stakes. Furfies, one of the best mass-produced beers on the market, it must be said. And this is the group two for the four-year-olds and up mares. So I'll go through the market. Instant Celebrity is your favourite. It's $4 into $3.80. Seraph off its hat-trick of wins is $4.80 into $4. Still a star. It has been absolutely truncated in early markets, $8.50 into $5.50. Uh, Zoo Dancer, $12. And the last two I mentioned, Mystic Journey, over here from Tasmania again. Geez, I love that horse. It is $13 currently and butter chicken on a Caulfield Cup. Um, yeah, kicking off on a Caulfield Cup trajectory or, or plan, I suppose you'd say. It is $16. Tim, where do you see them settling over the $1,400? Yeah, Turaf looks the obvious leader. Uh, it has led in its races at a, you know, a decent tempo too, should be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I see still a star pushing forward from Barrier 2. Probably sits on its inside there. <clears throat> um, only words, Chicaforte, Zoo Dancer as well, probably goes up prominent. Tai Chi Goddess, mm. uh, Love Sensation on the Rails. Quantum Mechanic probably sits midfield with Ripper Rita. Rich Hips, Butter Chicken, Mystic Journey, uh, Bombachi, Don't Tell the Boss, Impecuous, an Instant Celebrity. Probably towards the rear there. Yeah, it's look. I think the the main obvious is you're going to see here is Turath leading and probably still a star and Zoo Dancer as prominent for the ones in the market. All right. Do we want to maybe talk about Turath first? I know it's the celebrity's favourite. Interesting. The step up here, coming off the win in the benchmark ninety up to Group Two level. I've got some real concerns about this horse stepping up to this level. It must be said. Um, and $4, I think, is way too short for this Maddie Raymond-trained mare. What are your thoughts on Tarath, Tim? Yeah, uh, you've hit the nail on the head there, in my opinion, as well, Rob. Definitely 
around that mark there, too short for me. It will. It, look, it's got its fans. I think that's why, you, it, it, and you might even turn further because its fans are mm. going to come for it. It rates well, but mm. I just don't know if it is up to this level. I think it, it, it has peaked last start, and I'll be looking elsewhere um, for me. All right, no worries. And we look at Instant Celebrity as the next horse. Very uh, very good run first up, I thought. Third to Probabil, just half a length there at Caulfield a couple of weeks ago. Um, you've got a bit of a stable report on this horse, Tim, so why don't you tell the listeners what Philip Stokes has been saying about this horse? Uh, yeah, look, they're, they're pretty impressed with it at the moment. It is looking like it's coming back in better order from more reports mm. from the stable there than what it did last prep. And the second up last prep, it did win um, in the Sangster in Adelaide. Uh, look, the Sangster platform probably wasn't amazing, but it's still a group one win. Mm. And this horse obviously is quite a, a fast horse. It's going to enjoy the straight. We saw last start, it ran on really nicely. Uh, and it, and it looks like it's got a lot of improvement left mm. to go forward yeah. again. We know it likes it second up. It looks the class horse in this race looking at the other horses. Mm. Um, apart from, you know, we don't know whether or not Mystic Journey is, is the real Mystic Journey shows up. Mm. Uh, that'll be a different story. But based on what we've got at the moment, for me, Instant Celebrity is on top. I'll be having a bet on that. Yeah, well, it's fair to say if Mystic Journey was back to its best, then it would be winning this race. But that's a pretty, pretty big if. But it should be noted that the trainer, Adam Trinder, this week has said that he thinks the horse is definitely better than it's been the last couple of campaigns, which for a Mystic Journey fan, for myself, it's been a little bit disappointing to see after it's uh, it's winning the All-Star Mile and it's uh, competitive run in the Cox Plate a couple of years ago. It has won its last trial that it had over in Tasmania too, still a star. Is it a horse that you want to play each way, Tim? Mystic Journey? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... The, the trainer did sound comf confident. It did have a, an operation as well that should be noticed in between those, uh, this prep and last prep, mm -hmm. which seems to have helped it along a bit. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's nice odds to find out. Uh, it's yeah. probably worth a, a, a small peanut each way as a saver. Because it could just come out here and then find its old form, which is going to be definitely good enough to win this race. So I wouldn't really put a lot on it, but yeah, worth a little nibble. Yep. Uh, one horse I just want to touch on first up is Stella Star. Obviously, in a very, very impressive record, the 16 starts for the nine wins and six seconds. Uh, coming back to Victoria after a pretty successful autumn campaign, it must be said, where its last start win was at Caulfield over the 1400. Um, it's been really supported in early markets in from 850 to 550. So I'm looking to see what it can do and potentially might include it in a little box trifecta. And then if we're talking about still a star being a chance, I know one that you give a big, big chance to is horse number three, Quantum Mechanic, who's currently $21. Yeah. Well, quantum mechanic trialed exceptionally, must be said. Uh, it, it's come out of a trial behind Ripper Reader. Both of them kind of exploded away from the rest of the field in that trial. Mm. Quantum mechanic 
it, it has some, some decent form, actually. If you look back through, uh, it's, it's running some tougher races than this. So it's probably worth at the moment. The only query is first up, but when it trials like that, I'm happy enough to have a have a little look at that first up. So this being the um, first leg of the quaddy, quantum mechanic mm. is one of the odds that I'd be putting in there based off that trial, mainly, yeah, for sure. I agree. Definitely one to put into the first leg of the quaddy. The way I'm going to play this race, Tim, is I'm pretty keen. Again, to back this favourite here, Instant Celebrity, um, depending on how the account is by race number six, will depend how much, but I'm pretty keen to play. Um, I might have to get on the Betfair and lay Tarath. I don't think it's a winning chance here in this Group 2 race, but if I'm proven wrong, all power to Maddie Raymond. And I will have a little something each way on Mystic Journey and then include those two, still a star, uh, butter chicken and quantum mechanic in a first four as well, I think. Yep. Um, for me, I'll be putting the majority of my money on this. It's, it is a nice staking race, this race, it should be said. Mm. It's nice. Uh, you're getting some good odds there. Instant Celebrity will be the majority of my money going on that. I have also put an each way bet on Ripper Reader at $20 and $5 to place. As mm. mentioned, Quantum Mechanic trial with that. Uh, they both did the line really, really well. They look ready to go first up. Ripper Reader has got some pretty good form there with some placings behind Bo Rossa. Um, and the only the query there for me with Ripper Reader is Barrier 16. Uh, so I'll be playing that one each way as well. But others to chuck in the Quaddy there, definitely Quantum Mechanic. Um, Zoo Dancer is one we haven't mentioned that I'd be putting in your Quaddy. Yeah. Uh, Instant Celebrity, Mystic Journey. I'd almost be looking at possibly leaving out Turath out of the quaddy. If, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's no, a lay. Yeah, I'd uh, be laying yeah. it too. Yep. Absolutely. You can't have them all, as they say. That's right. right. Well, we'll move on to our next group two on the card. Jesus is a great card, isn't it, Tim? And it is the Bobby Lewis quality over the 1,200 metres for the sprinters. Down the straight, the full distance, and Jonka off its successful Queensland campaign. He's your favourite 450. The astrologist loves it down the straight. He's 550 uh, away game. Uh, he's had some market support, 750 into 650. Express passes at sevens. Zatori, 750. Splintex, 10. And the last one that I'll go through is front page. It has been heavily supported. The second up after its first up run for a while, 20 into 15. Tim? Where do you see the early speed coming from in this race? Yeah, I see Jonka, or Yonka, however you want to pronounce it, silent J or not, uh, goes <laughs> forward there. Front page with it, the astrologer, serious suspect, Splintex, all look to push forward handy. Ray Worm away game midfield with Be Good to Your Mother. Zutori also around midfield. Uh, I've written me that express pass, Vacillator. Too good, too hard. And Luna Fox out the back. I think you'll see Luna Fox probably running on strong late. All right. I suppose this wouldn't be the, uh, it might be the first race too where I could potentially see them looking for some newer ground out wide. And it is a pretty big field. It'll be interesting to see where they do come down the straight, being that it is race seven. Um, Tim, I'll give you the honours. Which horse do you want to talk about first in this one? I think Jonko is the one we should talk about first. 
Comes yep. down from Queensland. Really interesting yep. runner there. Mm. It has looks like it's really improved since going to the Golan Yard. They're mm-hmm. pretty excited about bringing it down here. Listen to an, an interview with the trainer earlier on in the week. He mentioned that it they're expecting it to run top three. Uh, they'll be disappointed yep. if it doesn't run top three. They are being realistic though, being first up. Well, the other thing too, it's not just first up; it's the first time down the straight for it, so you don't know um, what that might what that might mean. But yep, I absolutely yeah agree. yeah. Uh, with that though, yeah, it is a spirit of boom horse. We know how good mm. spirit of boom was at um, running down the straight, and mm. Tony Golan actually mentioned that this is the horse that reminds him the most of spirit of boom. Of course, he trained spirit of boom. So that's just an interesting little fun fact there to note that um, mm. it could it could relish this. Absolutely, it could. Yep. Well, the horse that I'm really keen on in this race first up, and I know it's very hard to assess first up form, where they're at, what their future targets might be in relation to some of these horses that have a few starts over the winter months. But I am really keen here on Zatori. Uh, it's first up record. Very, very good. Eight first up runs for four wins, one second and a third. Its first up last campaign was in the very, very quickly ran uh, Oakley Plate, where it was probably a touch disappointing, but um, still it wasn't too far off the winner that day. And its next start, it of course came out and won the new market down the straight over the 1200. And I think 750 is very, very generous odds to find out if this horse first up can beat this field. What are your thoughts on Zatori, Tim? Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more actually. <laughs> it's, I don't know if people realize this horse has won the race the last two years. Anyway, it's won the race the last two years, as well as winning a new market and finishing fourth in the TJ Smith behind superstars Nature Strip and Mars Crusader. Mm. Then comes here to uh, a field that looks like a lot of B and C graders. Yonker could be definitely closer towards a B plus sort of A, like, like towards A grader, but uh, Zutori, yeah, at those odds. It's 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 delicious. I must say, it is the top weight. But I always of the opinion in a sprint race, especially the weight doesn't really play as big a role as it does in some of those staying races. No. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely keen to have a play on Zutori here. Oh, there you go. Like mine, it must be said. Um, any others that caught your eye, Tim? Uh, you've got to give a mention to uh, the astrologist. Just as honest yeah. as the day is long. Just Can I give you a stat? Can I give you a stat on the astrologist? Please. So it's three starts down the straight from the 1200 meter starting position. Two wins, one second. He absolutely loves it, this son of Zoostar. Yeah, uh, that, that says it all. And, and I know that listening to um, Troy Corstens today, he said that they keep taking this horse uh, down to the beach in between its runs. They've been spacing its runs perfectly placing it and it, it is just thriving uh mm. it's gone it just keeps going to another level each start you look yeah. back to two starts back it's only third in its last four starts it's won three and it, the other one it ran third behind streets of avalon and samson who samson i think that day was 
I don't know, praised by the gods and somehow got up and beat Stretch of Avalon, who was only beaten a length and a half last start in a, in a fan, Stretch of Avalon. So, mm. look, this horse is he's, he's, he's definitely definitely another chance. Wouldn't be leaving him out of anything. Anything you're yeah. putting on, it's, it's got to be in there. One that I think is just is pretty ridiculous odds is Be Good to Your Mother. Uh, oh, this horse... Okay. Yeah, I know it's massive odds. I know, and probably a little too wow. short for it. But well, it is—it yeah. has run in Group Ones before. It's run run quite well in Group Ones before. Um, it last campaign this time last year, it ran in the Memsey. It ran in the Rupert Clark. It ran in the Regal Roller. Um, it ran in the Ore in the past. It actually won a Rupert Clark uh, in 2019. Be good to your mother. So, and it also won a Regal Roller in 2019. I know we're going back two years there, but this horse looks like, um, it's just, for me, $81 is silly odds. So I'll be in my quaddy. Be good to you, mate. There's a couple of things to say on that. Number one is um, this horse just hasn't been the same the last two years. I was actually going to make the comment before you stuck up for being too good to your mother. And don't get me wrong, I um. It's definitely capable on its day, but that day has been some time ago. I was actually just going to comment on the on the market as it stands and sort of think that a few of the horses at the top of the market might be slightly overs when you're sort of looking at the astrologist and Zutori, and then some of them at the uh, at the other end of the market might be actually unders when you consider the uh, the chance that Luna Fox could win this over 1200 first up at 71, Vacillator at 81, and be good to your mother 81. I'd be happy to write anyone the ticket on about 200, one about any of those three horses. It must be said. Oh mate, I actually don't mind Luna Fox either. Uh, he's he's had a couple of really nice jump outs. Did run fourth in the All Star Mile. I think it's just, and is a, a, an Australian Guineas winner, but I, I, it is too short for it. So we're not going to we're not going to be silly and knock around there. But I think it's it's really a race here between Zutori and Yonka when you peel it right back. Yep, absolutely. It might be a good way to play then with a uh, little box trifecta, those two and the astrologist, or maybe a, the same race multi with Zutori and the astrologist for a top four position. Very very consistent that horse. All right, well, yep. Tim, we might move on to the second last race on the program. The Group One Maccabi Diva Stakes over the mile, the glorious mile at Flemington. And incentive for Peter Moody, he has absolutely had the weight of the nation's money on it in the last couple of days. It is 750 into 350. Stefane is your second favourite at $5. Mawanga, it's been easy, Mawanga. A little bit surprising, but we'll touch on that shortly. It's $5.50. Inspirational Girl is $7.50. Aegon over from New Zealand with its second start here in Australia is $10. I can't easily pronounce this horse, but I'll give it a go. Kayai Natiku, something like that. Kayai Natiku. Yeah, Kayai Natiku is $14. Uh, Colette is 19 currently, but it's been very easy in the market. Sir Dragonet is 21 out to 26s. Imaging 27, 50 stars is easy at 35. And the last one I'll go through is Explosive Jack, who's also been easy out to $41.
Tim, I think this is probably the most important speed map of the day. So give the punters, uh, yeah, give the punters the information that they need to be able to bet on this race and get some hard earned. Where are they going to settle? Uh, yeah, look, it, it's a very interesting speed map because there's no obvious leader. Mm. Uh, I think, look, the, a horse that usually leads in races is is Mont, Mount Copper. Mm. Um, but I don't see it leading here. I think not over a mile. Uh, it might find itself sitting in front, but I think it's more likely you're going to see Tafane take over the lead there or incentivize. Uh, mm. just just sitting there. And I also don't expect there to be a lot of pace. Especially if Tefane's leading. If if I'm riding Tefane, and I think Craig Williams would be doing the same sort of thing, he's going to be sitting there. He's just going to let him crawl along and then just mm. know that he's got a really he's got a horse under him. So sit and sprint a horse that has its best form over 1,400, stepping up to the mile first time. He's going to be taking it easy, uh, yeah. which all of a sudden brings Tefane right into this mix. We'll keep doing the map there. Colette, I also think, might pop up quite handy out of the wide gate. Uh, you've got a lot there sitting midfield. Aegon, Inspirational Girl, so Dragon A, Moanga. Um, bit back there again, you've got 50 stars, K.O. Nautique. And I expect probably Johnny Get Angry, Explosive Jack, maybe out the back there from the inside barriers. But, um, yeah, I, there's not a lot of spe- speed on the race, which could be set up for another crawl here, Rob. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll know first 200 metres. Um, yeah, we, we might know which horses might be more in it than others. It's first fair to say over those first 200 metres. So it might be a good idea to be on Betfair for this race, depending how you like to place your bets. Well, let's start with this favourite of Peter Moody's incentivize. Tim, I very rarely in a horse race have my jaw drop to the floor. But its last start win at Eagle Farm, when it pulled away and gave them an absolutely shellacking, was as close to that as you'll see. So, look, I'm just reading here on the uh, Best Bets comments. It's won its last four races by a combined margin length of 42 lengths. Is this horse, wow. is this horse ready to come down to Victoria and continue what it's been doing up in Queensland? I don't see any reason why it's not going to, Rob. Mm. Uh, it, it looks like it could have progressed again. Based off mm. reports coming out of Moody's camp, he's really pleased with it. I know Brett Preble got off it after its trial and said he could have won by half a lap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of horse under him. I mean, for a jockey like Preble to get off and say that, it does make you just you prick up a little bit. Mm. It's been a lot of, lot of early money, which is a tick. Uh, is there an intent to win? The race, uh, look, it's got a, it's not, it's not guaranteed running the Caulfield Cup yet. So yeah. it probably gets in, but if it run, if if there's, we're talking intent, and if mm. it will run to actually try and win this race, I think, yes, I think there is an intent there, because mm. if it wins this race, it probably cops a one kilo penalty, which at the moment is probably sitting on about fifty three kilos. It'll increase it to 54 kilos, which is still not really a big difference for a horse like Incentivize. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they could go forward here and control. The other one mm-hmm. that could go forward here and control is Tefane, which I mentioned mm-hmm. before. Yeah. The way I look at this race, and if I was just to rank them on best horse in the race, 
I'd I'd have Moanga um, on top as best mm-hmm. horse in the race. Quite clearly, yeah. I think it's very very progressive horse. Mm. Um, excellent first up with a lot of improvement to make. Mm-hmm. Like rising four year old crop, uh, one of the best thrills to come out, and just looks like a new horse on the scene. Uh, but then I look at the speed map and I just think, where does it get to in the run? Will it be too far back? And I start to wonder, is it, if it gets too far back and you've got Tafane up the front and incentivize up the front, it's gonna, it could just be a sit and sprint home. And I think Tafane wins that sit and sprint. But mm. I'm still leaning towards having Moango on hot top. Um, from uh, Tefane, one thing to note that I think needs to be noted is that the only horse to win this in recent years from a fresh start is Faulkner. The only mm-hmm. horse to win this race off um, first up. So that's yeah. interesting too. And the blinkers going on Mwanga as well, Tim. It's also declared that it's been working in blinkers. Do you think that might be something that second up might also perhaps... Yeah, make it uh, yeah more of a betting proposition. Always, wherever blinkers go on, it just excites me. <laughs> a lot of trainers yeah. don't put them on unless they're ready to bring a horse to win. And Annabelle Nisham, I mean, she—I don't know what she's feeding those horses, but they are alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think the the way that I look at this race is there is plenty of noise about this horse from Peter Moody's yard, incentivized. Um, but at the end of the day. It has not beaten a superstar yet in terms of what it has beaten up in Queensland. The horse that has beaten superstars is Mwanga. And you only have to go back to its last start win when it beat very elegant in a uh, in a bit of a classic match race at the end there, it must be said. So for mine, I am concerned and I, and I do definitely um, take on board what you've said in relation to the speed map and and what's going to what could potentially leave this horse vulnerable but for me at the 550 it's definitely the way I want to play this race um, from a from a main betting perspective and you know what if incentivize comes out and win wins it'll just be one of those um, races where you go well you know I got that one wrong but I'm happy to get that one wrong given the odds that are on offer with Moanga currently as we stand here or we sit here on a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, look, Rob, I, I do tend to agree with you. Um, I've, I've still got Moanga on top. The only mm. thing that's stopping me from unleashing here is the speed. <laughs> yeah. And, and Tafane's turn of foot concerns me. I do think Moanga mm. is a far better horse than Tafane, but Tafane may be able to just get away with murder here. Uh, a horse that I do think will also be looking to go more prominent. I know the stable is looking to try and get it more prominent. Does often not jump that well, though, is Inspirational Girl, but mm. has drawn barrier five, and the stable has said will go forward-ish if can. Yep. Uh, it is unbeaten second up. It has had some really nice wins off high-pressure races. It has it's a quite nice starter last start and look to improve again. This start definitely wouldn't be leaving it out of any multiples you're putting in there, Inspirational Girl. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on Inspirational Girl, Rob? Do you have much of an opinion on that one? Uh, you've absolutely got an opinion of it. Um, yeah, look, last start was quite good, I thought. 
Um, just two and a half lengths off Behemoth there over the 1400. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a horse that, especially over over in WA, it's always run good figures. And I suppose the key to it will be if it can start to replicate that or if it can replicate that over here in uh, Melbourne. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a chance. I think the market's got got it right where it probably should be at 750. I'm just going to take you back though quickly. Is a horse that could potentially lead from barrier one, Explosive Jack. Would it yes, take? Yeah, could it take oh. up a forward position? I'm not sure. I don't see it taking up a forward position, but it might. I mean, you just don't know. I I think that there's bigger targets inside for this oh, horse, and it's probably, probably just going around, going around for the just a, a bit of a barrier trial. Um, I don't see it being competitive at all. If it is, well, I'll go heat. But um, yeah, that's that's my opinion on on Explosive Jack. Uh, I think right. the horse that we should be paying attention to that'll be out the back is Kayan Ortique. We mm-hmm. all saw what it did there in the Winx Stakes. Absolutely flew home. It was one of the fastest last 200s of the meet. Mm. Um, it has excellent Japanese form in some really big group races over there. Gets some of some some of the Japanese and Hong Kong superstars. Uh, mm. It's over the odds. It's brother, fierce impact won this race last year. I, I've, yeah. I've already had a bit each way on Kayan Ortique, um, and I've had um, uh, a big bet on Moanga as well. So they're the, they're the ways I'll be playing, but I'm very weary of Tofane and also Inspirational Girl. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm going to be with Moanga as well with this one. It's funny that we've uh, really tipped most of the same horses this uh this meet, it must be said. Um, you've kind of, you've kind of, yeah, you've, you've made me look at, at the horse number three. Uh, how do you say it? Kaya Nautique. Kaya Nautique. Nautique, yeah. You made me look at it. I haven't got another horse yet that I want to play in, but I will say that for your uh, trifectas and first fours, I'm keen on the first four in the market as well as slipping in horse like Colette as well into that to perhaps give you some value. So um, at this stage, I'm yeah pretty keen to play on my wonder. Um, and yeah, I might, might uh, see what happens to the market on Saturday morning. Yeah, All right, Tim, yeah. are you ready to move on to the last race in the card? It has been an absolute bumper, cra- uh, bumper card, it should be said. So the last race, and hopefully you're still alive in the quaddy out there, punters, by 5.25 when this race kicks off. It's over the 1,700 metres and a horse that was scratched last week, Skyman. He is your $3.40 favourite. Secret Blaze is $6.50. Ziegfeld is $9.00. Young Werther, resuming, is $11.00. And the last horse that I'll go through of the odds is Longarm, who is currently $11.00 for... Peter and Manny Galagotis. Tim, where do you see them settling here over the 1700? Uh, Ziegfeld will be our leader. I expect that to cross over from the wide gate to lead. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good idea also pushes forward. Milford mm-hmm. also probably pushing forward with Sarn out of those inside barriers and Skyman also. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Furion, Warning, Algayal, Young Werther, Mongolian Marshal, Floating Artist, Sherwood Forest, Defibrillate, King of Leograss, Long Arm, Keane, Secret Blaze probably goes back with Zaydani as well. But uh, look, it's going to be a big shuffle for jostling around for positions there. I think some might find itself more forward than they might want to be because there just isn't a lot of speed in the race. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first horse to probably look at is Skyman. So I was pretty keen on this horse last week or it was scratched. And I think the extra week will do this horse well because its last start was an absolutely uh, gut-busting, <laughs> gut run race at Mooney Valley there over the 1500, which Viral was to win. We saw Viral come out last week and knock back up, perhaps potentially because of the pace it uh, it did go at or it had to go at to uh, keep up with Sovereign Award in that race. So the extra week might be good for Skyman. It's had a lot of market support. You know when they come for a Chris, Chris Waller horse that they're here to seriously play. And I think this is the short way home in the last. Um, but I will say that there is some horses at odds here that I would not be leaving out of your quaddies. Tim, what do you see or what do you like in this race? Uh, first one I zoned in on too was definitely Skyman. Hmm. It should be said, it had a nice run in that race. It was high pressure, but it's safe ground on the inside uh, yeah. in a spot where it was disadvantaged on the fence. I'd say it probably yeah. would have won that race. Should have won it was inferior ground, ground, yeah. Yeah, should have won by a bit more. Didn't win at all, but should have won. Uh, we mm. also saw De Graves disappoint in that race and then come out last week and, and win. So the format of the race is stacking up, and I think a few of them just didn't really like like the the ground, the hard ground there at the valley that day. Uh, also, Skyman, I think, probably just maybe lacked a bit of fitness there. Its run might, might gave out a little bit towards the end. So it's going to be fitter now for that run. It has run one at Flemington before. Uh, it is quite a little bit of a jump in distance here up to the 1700, but does look like a horse that will appreciate that rising distance. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was all over it last weekend. I had it declared mm. as a moral last weekend. I was disappointed <laughs> to see it scratched. Mm. Uh, this does look a trickier race to my eye. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just there's just a lot in it. There's a lot in this race. There's a lot going on. <laughs> oh, there is. It's not. It's not a. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you got last race... winners in a, in floating artist in there. You got a horse like um, Ziegfeld that that led the race and should have won last start. You've got a horse like Zeke Secret Blaze that's coming out of some high form races mm. and is just ready to just go book a boom. Secret Blaze is. Uh, so it's it's a tricky race. Yeah. Mm. What what chance? Who do you give chances to, Rob? Well, one at odds that I'm uh, that I'm not going to be leaving out of the body is Persan. Um. First up, records not flash. One from four with a third. Look, 1,700 is short of this horse's best, but it just has Quaddy Killer written all over it, I think, in terms of what it could do here uh, in this race. It is a quality horse, as we uh, all know from, from last year. Um, its autumn form was okay without being brilliant. Um, but the, the race that stands out for me that it won over the autumn was that race on All-Star Mile Day at the Valley over the 
Fox Plate distance, um, where it was pretty impressive that day. Then went on to run a second at Caulfield uh, over the uh, over the 2000 as well. Um, yeah, look, I think good track, maybe a uh, maybe a, a down downside for this horse, but I think at 20 to one, I'm not sure I'll play on him, but he will definitely be in my quaddy. Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't knock you for to going with Passan there. It's a chance I won't be going in first up. Uh, a horse that we probably should look at is a horse warning. Mm-hmm. Looks up the odds here. Has raced in better races than this. He mm-hmm. won the 2019 Derby. Didn't do a lot last prep fresh, but was quite strong in the Turnbull last mm-hmm. spring. So this is a 1,700-metre race, first up, which is interesting. Mm. I'm not sure. I think that, you know, the stable probably has it pretty forward, I would imagine. It did have yeah. a campaign up in, in Queensland, so it's going to be carrying over a little bit of residual fitness there. He ran in the race beaten by Zaki and Holmesman. So it is coming out of strong, much stronger races than some of these. Mm. So I think $41 there, I wouldn't be leaving him out of your quaddy. Um, defibrillate, wouldn't be leaving that out of your quaddy. Unbeaten second. I agree. Up. Comes yep. out of that same race there. That um, viral Skyman, the Graves came out of. Mm-hmm. Young Werther, look, he's been a, he's stepping up now from being a three year old, has measured up against Moanga in the past. Really good in the Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, has won on debut, won first up before, but I don't listen to a report from the trainer. They're not expecting it to be ready to go first up here. The wide barrier two is probably going to be a bit of a knock. Oh, it's going to go back anyway. Probably not a massive knock, but O'Brien has mentioned that he doesn't he doesn't expect the horse to be firing yet. So no, I'm happy to, no, no. happy to leave him out. Um, Ziegfeld, really unlucky last start not to win. Mm. I thought uh, it was a race that just no effort led, controlled, and won. And Ziegfeld just had its uh, pants pulled down a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, um, Milford. Probably $61. If you're going really wide in the quaddy, I'd be throwing that one in. Has quite a solid record in New Zealand. And it's it's great. It's raced in some pretty good races also. In Randwick, mm. again, in the, in the derby behind Explosive Jack and Young Werther. It wasn't quite up to that class, but if it finds its New Zealand form, it could, could show up and do something second up here. Yeah. And one yeah. horse that if it could uh if it could get back to its form of about eighteen months ago, it is an eight year old now, is Al Galale. So as a hundred and one raider, um at fifty one could also be that horse to blow people out of the quaddy that you might like to consider. Canaan's another interesting runner for me. I thought when this horse was up and winning races in Sydney at the start of twenty twenty, that it was gonna be a, a really nice horse for Mick Kent. But it uh it has not done a lot since. Um, so I think I think the uh, the curtains have already closed for this horse. But if it wasn't to run well here today, uh, fourth up, I'd have to say yeah. that it's uh, a midweeker from here on out. <laughs> I think so. It hasn't done enough for me in this prep yet. So I'm happy no. to knock it. Floating artist obviously deserves a mention after a strong win last start against Cools. So that's that's probably worth noting too. 
quite strong to the line and then rises up in distance another 100 metres and on a bigger track will help. Yeah. Uh, look, we've just gone through nearly mentioned every horse in the race there, Rob. <laughs> it's not really a betting race, is it? it no. Apart from um, Skyman. You either, look, you either go Skyman or Secret from in For my opinion, you either go Skyman, Secret Plays, two out, or, mm. or you just chuck in every one of those horses we've just mentioned. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to get to. Is it a leg in the quaddy that you just want to chuck them all in just about and not get perhaps the percentage, but hopefully that we we'll hope that one of those horses well, uh, well down in the market could potentially run a, a bit of a bottler and, and blow majority of punters out of the quad. Could happen, mate. End of the day, they'll know where the lanes are by then. Yep. Uh, you could see Sutton come out really wide, which hasn't been run on yet today. And it's an interesting one for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, punters, I hope you've enjoyed that breakdown of all nine races on the Flemington card. There's some great racing at Kembler as well, it should be said. Um, but, Tim, we now need to go through our best of the day. And why don't you lead us off? Okay. Uh, yes, my best of the day at the moment um, is look. Is it? There's two ways of saying this. The horse <laughs> that I most think will win on the day yes. is Etten. Hmm. The horse that I think is the best bet in terms of value and probability of winning is instant. Is not instant sleep. Sorry, is Crystal Bound. Crystal Bound is probably my best in terms of its it'd be current odds at three dollars. If you get over three dollars, I think that's a, a really good bet. Uh, yeah. but, in, but in saying that, Etten and Artorias for me are the two horses most likely to win. So those two in a multi, I have also taken as a it's quite a, a nice little bet. All right. Well, my best, I agree. I don't think Etten can be beaten, but I can't tip a horse at a dollar sixty-five as my best of the day. So I am going to go with Satori in race seven in the Bobby Lewis um, for the reasons that we outlined already in that race. I think it's a huge chance first up in a race that only six months ago, it won, or a race six months ago, it won 1,200 metres down the straight in the Group 1 new market. So I'm very happy to play there. All right. Well, Tim, best of luck to you and your punting on Saturday. I know that we will no doubt be in contact throughout the day and, and hopefully we can have one of those days where you are you get on the couch at five thirty and you you count your money and you count all the things that you're going to do with it in the next week before the next Saturday rolls around. Punters out there, I hope that you've uh, found yourself some horses that you can follow in on Saturday. Uh, Tim, best of luck to you on the punt on Saturday. Yeah, likewise to you there, Rob, um, and and all listeners out there. Hope you have a an absolute ripper of a day, and. Uh, We'll see you next week. All the All best. Right. See, see you later, punters.